Raphael Botel's cinematic high-flying theater, inspiring Ukrainian folk punk from Daka Braka, the Mendelssohn and Shostakovich octets performed by the Emerson String Quartet and the Escher String Quartet, singer-songwriter Martha Redbone's vivid chronicle of Native American endurance, an all-Vivaldi program featuring the headline-grabbing mezzo-soprano Leah DeSandra, and the breathtaking athletic artistry of the Peking acrobats are among the unique and far-reaching events that make up the new 2022-23 season at the Williams Center for the Arts. As always, the Williams Center's exhilarating presenting series on the campus of Lafayette College offers the Valley the chance to share in the vision and creativity of internationally acclaimed talents working in a wonderfully diverse range of forms, including chamber music, jazz, world stage, dance, theater, and family programming. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and you are tuned into Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host, and this evening I'm talking with Hollis Ashby, Artistic and Executive Director of the Performance Series at the Williams Center for the Arts at Lafayette College in Easton. Welcome and congratulations on the new season, Hollis. Thank you for having me, Kate. Oh, it's great. I was We were saying a little bit before we went on the air that it's almost overwhelming. Everything is exciting and international, and, and it's, there seems to be a sense of, of excitement and energy to this series this year that just feels really welcome after the last well, couple as, of years. Well, as you were describing the series, I thought, I want to hire Kate to talk about the series because she characterized it so beautifully. <laughs> um, it is very international in scope. And that includes a lot of excellent work from the United States and abroad. Um, I am always looking for something unique. I'm looking for a chance to expose all of the students in the Lehigh Valley to what the world offers in the way of music, dance, and theater. So our series at the Williams Center is really focused on the very best from every country in the world and the very best in um, a number of series. That's interesting because when we talk about the series, things like world stage or jazz, chamber music, the first event coming up after our listeners hear us today is the world stage event from the Ukraine. Could you tell us a little bit? I was I found that fascinating. This is a quartet of musicians, Daka Braka, who were founded at the Doc Center for Contemporary Arts in Kiev in 2008, in the early aughts. Um, and, you know, as a contemporary arts center, they are experimenting with form. And one of the things that they did was to look at traditional Ukrainian folk music and Eastern European music and explore how they could expand that idea. So they've taken these traditional melodies and songs and they've added world music influences to them. And yet when they perform, you hear that very distinct polyphony and harmonization that is unique to the Balkan states. It's fascinating. I, I believe what I read that the director or the founder is actually comes from a performing arts theater background as well. So there's a real blending there, I think. That's right. And yeah. there is a very theatrical element to the group especially for those music lovers who like things like punk and hip-hop and, and rock, you'll see those elements in the stage and in their costuming and in the scenography. But it is really a music program. It's okay. not a theatrical uh -huh. show. It's not a narrative. What they're doing is 
performing a series of songs that they have transmogrified. I love that mm. word. <laughs> They've transmogrified and brought in other influences, too. They are really proponents of a free Ukraine. They have resisted any kind of interference from other countries, and they're very vocal about that. They intend to be a, a really unifying source for the country, especially in these really difficult times that they're having. So there is a, po a political element to their work, absolutely. But this, what you'll walk away with is really an uplifting sense of what music uh, can do for humanity and how it brings us all together. Mm. And what is the date on that again? That's coming up on... Thursday, September 15th okay. at 8 p.m. Okay. And just for so our listeners know, of course, you can follow up on any of this at williamscenter.lafayette.edu because it is an incredibly wide-ranging program this year. So that's world stage and music really kind of openly. I notice a lot of the programming has some wonderful elements of both being music and perhaps theater, music, world stage. What are some of the highlights as we move through the through the fall after after our Ukrainian friends? Well, since we're we're talking about world music and world stage. Yeah. There are a number of events on the season that are not one, but both, or maybe three different things. Mm. I'm always looking for artists that do something really well and do something else really well also. And one of these is the American uh, folk music performer Martha Redbone. Her production, Bone Hill, is really a story about four generations of her African-American and Cherokee family in Harlan County, Kentucky, and how this family was formed and how they've resisted change and how they've stayed together and how their community has really endured and nurtured the land and nurtured each other. So Martha has put together a story, a narrative, about these four generations in which, with her band, she tells the story of their arrival and, and uh, life, and she takes on all of the characters in her story as huh. well. So it's a theatrical production. It's a musical. She's written all the original music. It's bluegrass, blues, the powwows of her youth. And you will hear, you know, traditional Appalachian sounds in her work, but it's all original music. And it is a story, it is a really uplifting story, it's a heartbreaking story, but at the end of the night, you'll be jumping to your feet and cheering her on. It's interesting. I sense when I look at the programming for the year and some of the quotes that I saw in some of the press materials, it seems like there's a connective tissue, a bit of a theme to the, to the year in the sense of resilience and hope. And that kind of not only on the world stage, visiting with the Ukrainian company, et cetera, but this sense of, I think, perhaps appropriate to the moment we're living in of coming out of the last two years of COVID, coming together as a community and coming together to, to celebrate that resilience. So it's wonderful to see it reflected on the stage as well. I think that's a great way to characterize it, Kate. I think that in almost every performance we do here this year on the series, the audience will be dancing out the door. <laughs> um, you know, we had in the past year when we resumed operations, we had to suspend our practice of having a public reception after every show. But we're going to resume that this year. And so after a performance, 
people can join us in the lobby for some refreshments, talk to the artists and, you know, express their appreciation for the artist's work immediately after the show. But most importantly, to talk to one another and to get together again. And I think that that has not happened for a while. I, I will just say, you know, as a matter of public service, that we're following um, state and local protocols. We're not requiring the use of masks at this time, though we do encourage all attendees to wear them. Right. And we're also not providing proof of vaccination at this time. But we'll continue to monitor that throughout the season. And it's, it's a welcome thing to share with our audiences just to let them know that um, it, moving on through the fall and hopefully comfortably being able to gather as a community, the chamber music series. I'm curious, why specifically chamber music? That seems to be a hallmark of the, the Williams Center presenting. Well, it is a hallmark of our series. And as you know, and many of your listeners know, we've had a long relationship with Orpheus Chamber Orchestra, whereby they come and perform here in Easton quite frequently, usually, before their Carnegie Hall dates. So if there's a new work on the series, as there is this year, we really get the world premiere. We're very Mm. fortunate in that regard. So in chamber music, uh, let me just say that Orpheus Chamber Orchestra does open our chamber series this year with this amazing trumpet player, Tina Ting Helseth. Mm -hmm. This is the second time she's visited with them. And she's going to be performing a new work, Fanfare for Trumpet and Winds, which has been written for the 50th anniversary of Orpheus, which they're celebrating this year. So it's a golden anniversary for them. And she also will be performing Hummel's Trumpet Concerto in E-flat, which is a really uplifting and, and lively tune. That's lovely. And I see that later on, the Emerson String Quartet and the Escher String Quartet, is that, are they performing together? or? That's right. Okay. And this is a very unique program. The Emerson String Quartet has been one of the most notable string ensembles for almost a half a century. And this coming season will be their last season performing together. So we're very fortunate to have them on our stage. And the program that they've chosen are octets and sextets and quintets. So obviously they need more musicians on stage. So they've invited the Escher String Quartet to perform with them the uh, Mendelssohn and Shostakovich octets. The Mendelssohn octet itself was really a genre-defying piece. It was the first of its kind. And they'll also be playing the Bruckner String Quintet and Strauss's Sextet from Capriccio. So this is a really rare opportunity. We don't very often have quartets with this force on stage to be able to do this repertoire. So you don't actually hear this repertoire performed very frequently. Wow, that's lovely. And uh, just a quick, we're going to go to a break soon. Quick question. When, you're, when, when you are selecting the artists that are gracing the stage, you said that you look for that mix of international. Of course, you want to bring the world to the stage. We've talked about resilience in that sense of kind of joyously exiting at the end of the performance. With something like the chamber music, is there that? It seems like there's a um, the Orpheus being the kind of backbone, and then building out from that. Do audiences come now to Williams Center particularly because of that chamber music experience? I mean, is that drawn to kind of? 
Absolutely. I yeah. think our chamber music audience is the most robust and loyal audience. So, But they're also adventurous. Right. So they're, they're willing to come and hear an, uh, a group like Ensemble Bassiani from the Republic of Georgia, who will be performing later this fall on November 10th. Mm-hmm. And they practice a very specific kind of Georgian polyphony, music that dates from the 7th to the 13th centuries. And it's an all-men's male vocal ensemble from the Tbilisi Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Wow. That's exciting. I I hate to do this. We have to take a break for a moment. Um, you've been listening to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon right here on WDIY 88.1. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I'm speaking with Hollis Ashby, Artistic and Executive Director of the Performance Series at the Williams Center for the Arts at Lafayette College in Easton. And we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all of our programming possible. Becoming a member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure we'll be here for the next person in our community to discover. The many choices and real voices you hear every day would not be here without your support. Make your membership gift today by calling 610-694-8100 or at WDIY.org. If you are a Golden Age folky and love the music of Woody Guthrie, Bob Dylan, Judy Collins, Joan Baez, and the Kingston Trio, WDIY is the place to be on Monday nights. From 7 to 9 p.m. on Folk Classics, all of that great music from the late 1940s to the late 60s will fill the airwaves, and we will welcome your ideas about the artists and songs you'd like to hear. Folk Classics, Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on WDIY. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon, right here on WDIY 88.1, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight I'm talking with Hollis Ashby, Artistic and Executive Director of the Performance Series at Williams Center for the Arts at Lafayette College in Easton. And we've been talking about the new 2022-23 season. We left off, we were talking a little bit about chamber music, uh, the chamber series, You wanted to mention, I think we didn't talk about the Jupiterons. I'm fascinated by this. Well, before we leave chamber music, I do want to point out that Jupiter Ensemble from France will be coming in March with this amazing mezzo-soprano, Leo Desandre. And their program is an all-Vivaldi program where she'll be doing operas from various Vivaldi works, and also the group will perform concerti for lute, violin, and bassoon. This is a very young early music ensemble, and they are formed by musicians from all over Europe. Mm. This, I think, will be only their second time to the United States, so it'll be a great occasion. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And that's part of the Chamber Music Series. That's right. But as we mentioned when we opened the show, there's theater, there's jazz, there's chamber music, there's world stage, there's so much going on. The jazz series, there's some wonderful things lined up for this year. Could we share a little bit of that? Well, I spoke a little bit earlier about some crossover events. So I'm really excited by Latasha Barnes and the Jazz Continuum, which is coming up October 19th. Latasha Barnes is a dancer who has done a lot of research into historical forms of black American dance. And she, what she's discovered is that black jazz and black dance travel together on a continuum. 
Hmm. You can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. And she is showcasing the various forms that this takes place from line dancing to Lindy Hop to hip hop to soft shoe. And her production really looks at 100 years of dance, if you can believe it, in an hour and a half. Um, She's not trying to cover all the different forms of black dance. But she is trying to showcase that these are living art forms. They're not forms that are calcified in Mm -hmm. any way. And to that end, all the music is new. She and her musicians Mm. are performing original, recently written music that she's contributed to the writing as well. Oh, that's exciting. What a great mix. And so obviously they're, they're... ensemble, live ensemble on stage is performing with her. And I'm really excited because her music director is a fellow named Charles Turner from Brooklyn. And I encourage everyone to look him up on YouTube because he's a really amazing artist in himself. The drummer is Ulysses Owen Jr. And a really great saxophonist, Christopher McBride, who's been on our stage before. I'm really happy to have him back. And that happens soon. When is that performance? October 19th. October 19th. All right. And later on in the season, some highlights, other highlights we might want to share before uh, we move on from jazz. I do want to to mention that the David Sanford Big Band is coming in March. And people might know them as the Pittsburgh Collective that they went by earlier. But now they're appropriately named the David Sanford Big Band as he is the leader and he writes much of the music. We don't often have a 24th big jazz band on our stage. So this is a unique event. And they'll be performing uh, original music that David has written and also some standards that are always favorites like Dizzy Atmosphere. And his ensemble really are their leaders in classical music, jazz, new music, in Latin music. So his performers are multi-talented musicians. So that'll really liven up the end of March. I'm looking forward to that event. Just in time for spring and a little livening up after the winter. Given the overlap, I think one of the series that I, I think particularly has come up as we talk about other series, the threat of theater. So, but if we look at the theater series itself, theater and dance, what are some of the things that are coming up for us? Well, Martha Redbone's Bone Hill right. is also on our theater series. I'm really excited about Rafaela Botel's uh, Shadows cast. Now, Rafaela Botel was here with her company in 2018. It was the second time, I think, in the United States that they came. When they arrive again in April, on April 6th, they will be, again, only visiting three cities in the United States, Boston, Montclair, New Jersey, and Easton. Hmm. She is a multidimensional theater director. She is a dancer and an aerialist. So she uses aerial work in her pieces. This is a very personal story that she's telling. It's almost like a dream. It's like having a dream and waking up and thinking, that must have been a really important event for me because I dreamed about it. So mm-hmm. you try to try to analyze it. The, the work on stage is very cinematic, imagistic, mm-hmm. and it's really quite breathtaking. So I'm looking forward to that in April. And I have to say, theater can take all forms. You know, theater can be a straight narrative. It can be um, expressionistic. And it can be, you know, purely acrobatic. 
as will take place when the Peking Acrobats come on February 26th. It's a Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. This is a great family show. These are the most accomplished Chinese acrobatics in the world. And I'm so thrilled to have them on our stage. They've never been here to Easton before. Haven't they? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Some of the images I've seen from their work is just fabulous, too. It's just a gorgeous, very theatrical production. It's, it's lovely. It's an interesting mix for a theater lineup. It's really fresh and interesting, and there's that lovely overlap again. So dance, can we extricate dance? Is there, is there a freestanding dance? Well, there is one freestanding dance. <laughs> yes, there is. Then that is Body Traffic from Los Angeles. Right, right. This is the second time they've been to the Williams Center. This company doesn't perform just one choreographer's work. They commission new work from choreographers from all over the world. Okay. They're based in Los Angeles, and they'll be here on November 15th. Okay. And one of the things we didn't actually, that I didn't mention in the intro, that I don't want to neglect, if I might just quickly, there's also the return of the National Theatre Live film series, which is always fabulous, another way to bring the world onto the stage. And a new one featuring documentaries about art. Is it new? Is that a new series? This is the second season that we presented Great Art on Screen. And these are documentaries about artists and art centers and art movements. They're really very well done. They're narrated by notable celebrities like Isabella Rossellini and Iggy Pop. And this fall, we have film on Tutankhamen, the last exhibition, and that's on September 18th. And Venice, infinitely avant-garde, and that is on October 23rd. Later in the year, there's a film about Pompeii and on Botticelli. And that, again, is at the Landis Cinema at Bacall. It's a beautiful space to see the films. The National Theater Live Downtown series has new plays, Jack Absolute Flies Again, Straight Line Crazy by David Hare, The Book of Dust, which sounds fascinating. So it's just a wonderful lineup to complement the live work on stage. I also want to point out Prima Fasi, which mm-hmm. is November 6th and stars Jodie Comer, who is one of the stars of the television show Killing Eve. This is a one-person tour de force, and it will be a very gripping show. So I hope people will, who are fans of Jodie Comer, to uh, come to this performance. And that's Sunday, November 6th. These are all on Sundays, Sunday evenings. Um, what am I missing? There's, there's just reams of, <laughs> of, of information here that's so, so... It's interesting to me that it's so diverse within the, the series. The series are a diverse series or a diverse lineup. And yet within them, you've mixed so wonderfully new, international. Um, that mix of things that have been favorites with the audience with new faces. Is it ever difficult to get the right mix? You, when do you know it's kind of working for you? What's, what's the balance you're looking for? Well, Kate, you know, there is, the choices are unlimited. I don't have enough years left in my career to do <laughs> all the things that I would love to do. So the balance really comes down to what do we want to do this year? We don't want to do too much of one thing and not another. We want to be able to have representation from the United States and abroad. We want the audience to be excited about what they're seeing. I think that the audience knows that they will always be surprised and they'll always be gratified by the quality of the work at the Williams Center. So there is, like I said, there is sort of a dance. There's a little bit of a dance to find the right mix of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But every year we seem to pull it off one way or another by hook or by crook um, and always looking forward to the the very next year when we start planning the next year. 
It strikes me as something that someone once said to me about a successful festival, that you should attend and come away surprised and having fallen in love with something that you would never have encountered or come to love if you hadn't wandered in the door. And the series feels very much that way, like a mix of surprise and kind of joy and a new and fresh faces. Um, is there anything you're particularly looking forward to as a, as a favorite or something that you think may um, be a bit of a surprise for audiences or... Well, definitely Daca Braca next yeah. week is one that I am have been looking forward to for a couple of years. Okay. I'm looking forward to Raffaella Botel's Shadows Cast late in the spring. I'm also looking forward to Fatumata Diawara from Mali. And she's an Afropop star who, who is actually closing the season in the spring, in okay. April. And uh, she has just a beautiful sound, and um, she's a beautiful person. She sort of is the face of modern womanhood from Mali. But anyone who's a favorite, who, who favors Afropop music really will enjoy this show. And for our listeners and for our audiences that want more info, I've mentioned the website. Um, there's various subscription packages and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all the info is on the website. That's right. And uh, I encourage people to call the ticket office right. and ask more questions. That's 610-330-5009. And please stop by. You know, Williams Center ticket prices are about 80% less than you would pay in New York. Mm. So it's a really affordable deal. Mm-hmm. And there's ample free parking in the newly renovated Marco Deck parking garage. Um, it's easy to get to at 317 Hamilton Street in okay. Easton, right off Route 22. Okay. And again, that website is williamscenter.lafayette.edu. That's Williams Center for the Arts on Hamilton Street in Easton. And again, I encourage our audiences to go to the website. The, the lineup is beautiful, exciting. Just what we need right now, I feel like. We're really looking forward to it. So well done. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kate. I appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, for joining me again right here in the Art Salon. You can also find past episodes of Lehigh Valley Art Salon and our other public affairs programming at WDIY.org, on the award-winning WDIY phone app, and on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and I look forward to joining you again soon right here at Lehigh Valley Arts Salon.